I hope I'm able to make sense with what I want to say. And uh, I'm going to talk about something that I'm not good at. It's something that um, hopefully I, I work on. And hopefully this will be um, an encouragement because it's something that I continually struggle with. And um, so we'll just see where this goes. And it deals with friendship. You know, I'm humbled with the friends that I have because my friends have sacrificed to help myself and my family in so many ways through so many years. Whether it's through the prayers that we've always needed with the struggles of trying to start a family and knowing that the Lord heard not just mine and Paula's prayers, but I truly believe heard the prayers of you all. You're my friends. You've traveled to where Paula and I were when Katie Sue was born. Had friends come up to Georgia to see Katie Sue when she was born. I've had friends who've helped us move because we've moved some in our lives. And it's always humbling because I always feel like it's you all give so much more than I ever do. And it's a failure on my part. Am I being a good friend? And so we named Jonathan Jonathan for a very specific reason. Because Jonathan was David's best friend. And I want Jonathan, as he grows up, to understand the meaning of his name. To understand the importance of friendship. And to understand that the friendships and the depth of friendships that you can have in life can be no richer, can be no deeper, can be no more profound than what you find with the saints of God here at Little Union. And I take it for granted. And I'm sorry. I'll try to be a better friend. If we go into, just quickly, look at just a couple of scriptures. We look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Friendship requires love. It requires charity. It actually requires action. So it's more than just the words. It's the deeds. It's the way that we go about doing things. And if you know the story of David and Jonathan, 
it is very evident that Jonathan, through all of David's experiences, until Jonathan's death, Jonathan showed his love towards David, and David towards Jonathan, even after Jonathan's death. So if you go over to um, chapter 19, and you go, let's read a couple of verses here. So we talk about the foundation of friendship is love. And Saul, and then we go into chapter 19. And Saul spake unto Jonathan, his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. He enjoyed being David's friend. Do you enjoy the friendships that you have here in life? Sometimes they're not so enjoyable. Sometimes friendship is a struggle. Sometimes it's best to stand up against those who may rail and have an ought against your friend. Do it in a right way. Do it in a godly way. But to say, no. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place, and hide thyself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where thou art, and I will commune with my father of thee. And what I see, that will I tell thee. Sometimes it's important that friends tell you what's going on because somebody is trying to do something wrong, something evil, something that could lead to your destruction. And it's important that as a friend that we love, but then in action we make sure that we say and we do things that help our friends. And this is evident, again, Jonathan does this. And if you go over to chapter 20, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 12, And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord, God of Israel, when I have sounded my father about tomorrow, any time, or the third day, and behold, if there be good towards David, and I then send not unto thee, and show it thee. The Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan. But if it please my father to do thee evil, then I will show it to thee, and I will send it thee way, that thou mayest go in peace, and the Lord be with thee as thou hast been with my father. And thou shalt not only while I yet I live show me the kindness of the Lord that I die not. But also thou shalt not cut off thy kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord hath cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, 
Let the Lord even require it at the, hand, at the hand of David's enemies. And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him. For he loved him as he loved his own soul. Jonathan and David entered into a covenant. Jonathan wanted to make sure that regardless of what was going to happen, that his family was taken care of. It's important that we take care of our families. And again, he says, I'm going to warn you. How many times in our lives have we had opportunities to warn our friends of things because of maybe what they're going to do or where they're going to go isn't really where they should go, isn't really what they should be doing, but we fail and we don't do it. I had a friend who passed away about six weeks ago. He's 46 years old. He was my best friend from sixth grade when I moved to Florida till about 10th grade. And Paula will tell you the stories because she knows most of them. Anytime there was something going on in my life at that time, Richie was part of that life. Richie was the catalyst to a lot of things. God bless me that he gave me some triggers in my head that I knew Richie and I were close and we would do things, but I would only go so far. And then I try to warn Richie, buddy, I I really, you shouldn't do that. That's just not where you need to go. Because Richie wanted to grow up faster than he really should have wanted to grow up. Enjoy your youth. Enjoy the innocence that's associated with that. And Richie and I lost contact after high school. And it was several years and found out that his father passed away and I went to a funeral with him and um, saw him again and Richie was in poor health. And I knew, I mean, this is, a, this is um, just back up a little bit. He physically died twice as a child. When he was five years old, he had severe burns when his pajamas that he was wearing as a child caught on fire. He was standing too close to a radiator up north. And he caught on fire. And he was dead. On the back of his, uh, from his back down to his lower legs, they actually had pig skin. That's, and he died in that process, but they resuscitated him and he lived. Long recovery. Then in ninth grade, um, growing up again, a little too young, he was working at a truck stop. And uh, blowing up a tire, truck tire, and the truck tire blew up in his face. 
and he passed away then at 15. But they saved him. He came back to life. And it's just, he was always, I can't say that about when he was five, but always he was wanting to live more into the life. So now he passes away at 46 years old. And I don't know if I did a good enough job of saying, Richie, don't do this. Don't go down this path. Don't go in that door. Don't put that in your body. Because it's going to lead to your destruction. And you don't even know it. You think it's the way it should be today. Because boy does it feel good. But it's destruction. And the scriptures teach that. And the interesting thing is is that Richie knew the scriptures. He was raised in the church of Christ. Boy, did he have a burden. Because he lived a life of one way in a body and a belief system that said that if you died before you say, forgive me, Lord, or you've been excluded from the church, they believe you go to hell. That's a tough, tough way. So anyway, so that, that was free. Um, so friendship is really important. And we should show our friendship one towards another. Right? So we're all on the same page on that. So obviously we need to talk about who's our friend beyond you and I. John 15, 15. This one should be... You should be able to remember that one scripture. John 15, 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants... For the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he shall give it. He may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Jesus is our friend. He's the friend that went to the cross. He's the friend that bore our burden. He's our friend that died. He's our friend that stood in the gap. He's the one that said, Father, forgive them. Place their sins to me, to my charge. They're mine. He's today our friend in heaven that we can commune with, that we can come together, not only in prayer, but opportunity to see our friend on Sundays. Is it too much of a burden to see our friend? Let's say our friend was... I'll say out of current politics, so I'll go old school. George Washington. 
our friends George Washington. And every Saturday at 2 p.m., George Washington has said, you and your family can come visit my family and we're going to get together every Saturday at 2 p.m. If you were friends with George Washington, I bet you, every Saturday at 2 p.m., except for illness, then having many vacations then, you would show up. Because this was the man that fought off the British. This was the man that they were willing to name king of the United States until he said, that's foolishness. What are you doing? We fought off kings. We don't believe in kings. And he became our president. First president of the United States. If he was our friend, think about it. 2 p.m. Saturday, are you going to be there? Every Saturday, 2 p.m. Oh, to hang out with George Washington? Absolutely. To come here on Sunday morning and to be with our Lord and Savior, is it too much to bring your family and to be here? Now here's how I'm going to take it a step further because this is where I really fail. How about Sunday night? It's a blessing to come here on Sunday night. And I encourage you. We're not to forsake the assembly, but I don't want to talk to you about things that are burdens. I want to talk to you about friendship. I want to talk to you about joy. I want to talk to you about opportunity to hear Brother Chris get up and to preach. And I'm telling you, on Sunday night, some of the preaching that's going on here, you're missing out. And it's not on tape. So, I'm not a good friend. It's something I'm working on. I pray that as my years go on that I'll be a better friend. But I know that we all have the friend of friends. And everyone is invited twice on Sundays to come to his house. And I encourage you, come on. Not just Sunday mornings, but come on on Sunday nights. And let's come together. You'll be amazed at what you'll see. You'll be amazed at what you hear. You'll be amazed at what you feel. And it'll be good when you walk out and say, I saw my friend. I felt him. He loves me. Thank you very much. Amen.